want to welcome all the listeners again. Um, this is episode number 10, of course, our milestone episode. Um, special, special guest today, guys, Mr. Al Sinclair. Um, I want to tell the listeners a little bit, Al, um, just about a little bit of the history that we have together. Um, you know, I'm lucky enough to be from an incredible city, the biggest city in Canada where we're in is in Toronto. And if you're a pro hockey player and you're based out of the East End, you've been to an Al Sinclair skate. Okay. (laughs) And I, this goes back Al, for the better parts of two decades, my friend. Okay. Is that correct? Oh, it's actually, you know, embarrassing. Sean, it's been 40 years. 40 it's years. Been 40 years. Skate. Yeah, I was, oh, I was. How can you be running a skate longer than your age, my friend? I was playing hockey at York University when I started to have a skate in the summer for the guy. A guy was running it, Wayne McPhee, and he packed it in. So I took it over. And I was, uh, I think I was 19 at the time. And uh, I've run that skate for over. I've seen guys come and go. We've, you know, we've seen new guys come up. And when you came up, you were, you were still playing junior. When, when you first came in dressing room five, what we call the pro room at Scarborough Gardens, Birchman and Kingston Road, you came in and I saw this huge man come in the dressing room. But man, were you were you a polite kid? I tell you, it was. Uh, and then, then we saw you play and it was a different story. <laughs> oh, thanks for that, buddy. I, I mean, I do remember I do remember the time uh, when I did first come out and the funny thing is, is, is I, I happened to train pretty consistently with a very good friend of mine, Mr. Dan Sullivan, who's also from Toronto, you know, Sully yep. and me and Sully, you know, we both were OHL guys, both played in the London nights. We actually had moved to London to train that summer and we had got, came back to Scarborough. Um, it was right before the, our training camps when we were going off. And we're trying to figure out where we can skate. And, you know, we talked to a couple of our friends and they're like, well, we're going to the Al Sinclair skate. And we're like, Al Sinclair, I know that name. I've heard of him. Like, what, what's this all about? And we ended up going, Al. And, and I'll tell you what, man, that was, that was 20 years ago. And every single year I've come back. And the reason why I've come back, Al, is because you make the guys feel comfortable you have a very, very competitive skate, okay? So if you're looking for competitive skates, the Al Sinclair skate is a skate to go to. For a pro that's trying to stay sharp, not only the competitiveness and the speed, Al, but it's also the camaraderie of the guys. It's a good feeling to come to your skates. When you come into that dressing room, be it the pro room or the other room, it's just a great feeling to be there. Everyone's in a good mood. And of course, you got Al walking around collecting the fees and getting a laugh <laughs> out of anyone that thinks they're going to get away with not donating to the fee cost. Uh, absolutely. So it is incredible. Well, a funny story. We had, uh, you know, John Landry played uh, for five different O teams. Whenever they needed an enforcer, they brought in Johnny Landry, still a good friend of mine. He's a roofer now in Toronto. And uh, he brought Paul Coffey into the pro room. And we call, the, you know, we have our own dressing room at Scarborough Gardens. I mean, how many, you know, beer league guys have their own dressing room? I don't own a hockey bag. My stuff stays at the rink. And uh, we, so we had 12 guys in that room. And John, uh, I guess Paul was getting ready for an Edmonton Oilers alumni game and he hadn't played in a while. So he was coming out to the skate to try and get back in shape. And he walks into the pro room and I'm in the corner like I always am. And hey, if you, I don't care if your name's Paul Coffey or Doug Gilmore, you're paying 20 bucks at my skate. 
And so uh, Paul comes in, he looks at me and he looks around. I, I played junior at North York Rangers with Paul. And he, uh, he looks around, he goes out. I've been in a lot of bad dressing rooms. And I've been in the Boston Garden dressing rooms with rats running around. But I've never seen anything as disgusting as this room. And this was our, this is our, <laughs> this is our shrine. We love this play. Like the dirtier it is, the better. We, we keep it clean in there, but it's still pretty ratty if you're, if you're a pro. But he, um, he came in and uh, that, that, we said it, it may be a dump, but it's our dump. But we've had a lot of guys come in that room and over the years. And, you know, everyone's treated the same. Uh, you know, we've had, I guess I've had over 100 NHL guys over the years come in. And, At least. Uh, and play. And, you know, and it's funny, though. I got to tell you, the, the, the kids from Scarborough are the ones that I just love having out. Because they treat every game of shinny. I, I remember once, like, you know, we'd have... You know, yourself and Chris Stewart, Anthony Stewart, Trevor Wayne. Daly, Joel Ward, Wayne Simmons on my right side. Um, and, Smith you know, Kelly Mike, came out too. Smith yeah, Kelly. Yes. Devante. Yes, he did. And so, I mean, I, I, we, so we had, I remember one skate and Chris told me once, he says, Al, I have a harder time scoring in the NHL than I do at your skate. And he, <laughs> he was, we have the whites against the darks and, and Chris was always the dark. He would, he'd look at me and I'd go around the room and, you know, I picked the teams and Anthony was always a white and Chris was always the dark. And Chris had went about 12 games in a row with not getting a sniff, not getting a, a win. And finally, I remember it was at uh, Thursday afternoon at Panlands up at Markham and Steele's. And we are tied two games each. We go into the next goal wins. As long as you get the three, next goal wins. And Chris, the Zamboni guy's ready to come on. Chris Berry's one. I thought he just won the Stanley Cup. He was jumping around the rank. He was so excited. <laughs> but the Scarborough guys, I tell you, when they come out, they play to win. I've had other guys from you know all over Ontario, all over the world. Um, and you know they come out. They want to keep it low key. They don't want to get hurt. They don't want to engage too much, which is fine. I respect that. But I tell you, the Scarborough guys—they play to win. Play to win. I agree. I agree. And, and you know what? Like with Kyle being from Philly, you know, two notable Philadelphia Flyers in Wayne Simmons and Chris Stewart, you know, are are pretty loyal Al Sinclair skate participants in the summertime. Um, so, Kyle, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if in the future there's more Philadelphia Flyers that may mention that they come to these great Al Sinclair skates in the summer, my friend. Well, Kyle, I'll, I'll just so you know how popular the skate is, if you're going to talk Philadelphia Flyers, I'll drop a couple names. The late, great Peter Zezel. Peter, Peter skated with me for years when he was another Scarborough kid. And how about Rick Tockett? Rick Tockett played oh. for years, and he would come out. And Rick, even though he was a bit of an enforcer, he was always a gentleman at the skate. He, he respected the skate. Um, he, was, uh, he went to Wexford Collegiate. I went to Churchill. We you know, lived around the corner from each other. But before that, he knew a guy that uh, his name was Mike Marzen. And Mike was a number one draft pick by the Washington Capitals, war number 16, Mike phoned me uh, a few days ago looking for a property. He, he ended up getting traded to the uh, LA Kings, and he had a bit of a disagreement with one of their stars, and uh, Mike got demoted. And when he uh, got demoted, he couldn't play in the American League, so he, he got a job with the TTC, which he worked for 40 years. But Mike came out to my skate in 1983, I think it was, and he was top of his game then. 
and he's banging guys all over the ice at my skate, like running them through the boards. And I said, Mike, I said, you, you, you can't really do that out here. I said, this is a non-contact skate, although we play hard. And he tried for about another 20 minutes and he kept hitting guys. He said, no, I, I, I can't do this. <laughs> but he's, a, he's the one that introduced all the, uh, all of like the, the flyers with me. Cause I guess playing for Washington, just up the street, he, uh, he knew all those guys pretty good. Yeah. I mean, Rick Tockett on, on the skates, man, I, I wish I was, I was around at that time. I'm a huge know. Rick Tockett fan. I don't know what's more surprising. Rick Tockett playing in, in uh, shows me how big this game is or the fact that he was behaved. <laughs> oh, Rick, Rick, Rick at the time was just drafted number 22 for the Flyers. And we, I'm a member of the Bombay Beach Club. It's a bit of a workout club, a bit of a pub too. But, but Rick would come out in the summer of the volleyball tournament. And, you know, I don't think the guy had an ounce of body fat on him. He was probably six feet, one, 195, but this guy was shredded. And I could see how he beat up all the heavyweights in the NHL. But, no, he, he also came out with a guy that, that you would know, Sean, called uh, Brian Marchment. And Brian Whoa. Marchment was a long time. He was, a, the, I think his nickname's the Crippler, because he would just take guys' knees out. And he just, he just was out there to hurt people. But Brian was also a gentleman at the skate. He figured it out. He goes, like, I'm here to, you know, stay in shape for the summer. They were both uh, Sioux Greyhounds. That's how they hooked up. And okay. then uh, I, I forget where Brian, I think Brian got drafted by uh, San Jose or something. But, uh, but yeah, they, they came up. But o- over the years, we, we have had guys that, you know, they, they, they've come out. And sometimes the NHL guys, it kind of wrecks the skate, to be quite honest. Because if they come out and they want, everyone wants to pass them the puck. Everyone wants to pass from them. And, it's not the it's not the tough atmosphere that we like to it's clean, but we like to go at it hard. Sometimes you get the NHL guys out there and it's a bit of a the skates off a bit. And uh, not with everybody, but I'll tell you, when we've had the the names that I just mentioned out there, it was always uh, always good. Another guy that came out for years was uh, that you know Sean Mike Duco came out for oh, years. Oh yeah. Another yes. a bit of an enforcer, Kevin Henderson. Played, yep. uh, uh, you know, came out. And these guys, Kyle Bond, we've we've had out in the last few years. But um, one of the guys that actually brings a lot of people to me, and I owe a lot to Mike, not so much, well, I guess real estate career, because he's always kept me on the straight and narrow, is a guy named John Bowler, Mr. John Bowler. And you know him, Sean. Um, he's helped us all. His son, Billy Bowler, played in the NHL. Uh, coach at Win- Windsor Spitfires. I think he's the all-time leading scorer for Windsor Spitfires. And he's yeah. also the he's also the uncle of Ryan O'Reilly, uh, captain of St. Louis Blues, who's, uh, who's who's also a client of mine. Uh, we've done some real estate work for uh, for Ryan, but um, yeah, John Bowler's been very instrumental in getting a lot of uh, NHL guys that are. I remember when uh, Eric Lindros was in his, I guess he was holding out. Uh, John was trying to get him, you know, some ice time, get him out to our skate, and now. Uh, Eric runs probably my biggest competition. He runs the skate Thursday mornings at North Toronto Arena, and I got my skate three times a week at uh, at Birchmount. So he's we've gone from watching him to maybe maybe someday we'll have an exhibition game. You know what? That would actually be quite quite the thing there, Al. That's a great idea. Yeah, because we could we could build a pretty good team with our Al Sinclair guys, and I'm I'm sure the Big E's got some guys on his side too, right? Well, the guys at Eric skate. 
Um, Dean Willers, he's a TSN cameraman. He goes to both, so he keeps me posted. Our, our guys that played a long time ago, my guys are still playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or, or just like yourself, just recently uh, retired. But it would be my, my, I think my skate would be a, a lot younger. And, but that would be, that would, maybe that's something we should hook up. We should do that for charity, Sean. We should, uh, we should set up a, set up a game against those guys. Well, you know what? I'll like, like me and Kyle with this, with the Sheriff podcast, something that's very important to us is fundraisers, foundations for the better good in general, right? Like we want to support any, any movement. So if we can put together a charity event, of the Al Sinclair skaters against Eric Lindros's skaters for the better good. We'll pick, we'll pick the foundation, maybe Steve Ludzig's foundation. I, I, I think it would be, it would be an incredible idea, my friend. So, well, you know what, anything for Steve, he's a good friend of mine. And, uh, we, I did a show called, uh, off the record with Michael Landsberg and we, uh, we go to CFTO and, and I don't know who's on the show with me, but they, you know, they, know me from real estate not from uh, not from my hockey career and so i get in there and you know michael's introducing us both and who we are and uh, we start dropping you know names and we start looking at and it turns out when i played for north york rangers junior a in the 70s actually we, we did well we won the centennial cup he was playing for the markham waxers and then he went on to uh to play junior and i went off to york but uh, so it looks like ludzi and i we you know we just started you know, just talking and uh, hitting it off pretty good. He says, Al, he says, I'm, and we started to talk about a, a new program that we were going to orchestrate together before he got sick. And uh, he came into my office here. We were going to have a 25 minute meeting. We closed the door and talked for three hours, just about hockey in the past. And what a beauty that guy is. I, I just, I, 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 you know, I just, uh, I really enjoyed, you know, talking to him, but anything we can do for his foundation, I would be, uh, be, be, I would love to do that. Yes. And I mean, recently I've been lucky enough to be introduced to the Ludzig family. Um, Steve Ludzig, I've been a huge fan of the man my whole life. Al, as you know, I'm a huge hockey fan as well as a player. And Ludzig's been one of my favorite players growing up. And his son, Ryan Ludzig, um, who I consider a friend now, um, we've, we've been connected pretty close for the last couple of months. Um, they sent me, um, the limited edition, uh, Ludzi strong t-shirts, which I just took a picture and posted on social media with my, with my niece just the other day. Um, I'm, I'm me and Kyle are in huge support of the Ludzig foundation. So I think that that's going to be the, the main supporter amongst others for this event that we created on this show, Al, and I'm very proud of that, man. It's a great idea, and I think that we should follow through with it. Absolutely, and that would that would be we would welcome that. I know the last time we did a charity event down here, we did at Birchmount, and it was uh, you were still playing, uh, you were still playing at the time, but we had a Czechoslovakia team come over, and they uh, they played a couple of exhibition games, and then they asked me to put together a little team, and we played them down here. We sold tickets to it, and you know we had a lot of people come down and watch it. It was uh, it was really well attended. But I tell you, even in the summer when I have, um, the, you know, the ex-NHL or not the ex, the NHL guys come out to my skate a couple of times. Word gets around the rink. Word gets around the neighborhood. And you come off the ice and all of a sudden there's a crowd there. Uh, I mean, when it, whenever there's talk of, you know, names that uh, people recognize in the GTA, 
um, from the past. They want to come out and have a piece and see what's going on. And so we could really, uh, we could really light that up, Sean. That would be, uh, that, that, you know, that, that would be terrific. And to have, uh, you know, Ludzi involved, uh, that would be terrific. I, I would love that. I'd totally come, but there is absolutely no way I'm stepping foot on the ice with those guys. <laughs> come well, on, Kyle, you could do it, buddy. There's not too many. There's not too many Kyle uh, finesse guys that come out to my skate. I guess I don't know why I've, I've attracted all these uh, heavyweights, but they're. Uh, <laughs> but, but man, they're not a better uh, group of guys. They're all. Uh, they're all gentlemen. Yeah, and and now like you know like I. Now that you brought that up, the, the word gentleman, like I wanted to, I wanted to point out the fact that, you know, there's been two times in my career where I've made a comeback to professional hockey. The first time was in 2014 when unfortunately I, I, I missed two seasons. Okay. And made a comeback. The second time was just last year for 2019 just before COVID started, okay? And so these two times in my life, Al, like I'm a professional hockey player. I want to make a comeback. So what do I need? I need the materials to make me be in the right shape to get there. I need to have a solid skate that I go to. I need to work out. I need to have confidence and I need to have support. All of those components I was able to find at your skates. I felt so comfortable that I could come to the arena. I could feel good about myself. When you're trying to make a comeback, there's a lot of uncertainties. There's a lot of doubt. There's a lot of second guessing yourself. There's good days and there's bad days. And on those bad days, when you're surrounded with an atmosphere that you create at your Al Sinclair skates, it just makes it possible, man. It makes it possible for someone to continue, even on a bad day, when they're trying to reach that goal of making a comeback to professional sports, I was able to do it twice. I was so lucky. You were such a big part of that for me. And I want to point that out because we can talk about, you know, big names coming on the ice. And yeah, it's a, it's a cool thing. We're both big fans of the sport, you know, so we appreciate that. But, but what I find is most important is the camaraderie that, that happens at your skates, the welcomeness, the, 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 the open door to a good guy that just wants to better himself. And the comment that you made that we have that set up in the dressing room, I mean, for the listeners that are, that are tuning in, um, the setup at Scarborough Gardens is, is really incredible. I've played junior A tier two, I've played major junior, I've played at several pro levels. And Al, I think our dressing room is great. I don't think it's dirty or terrible at all. It's got so much character. We're able yep. to lock a back room, ladies and gentlemen, and keep our equipment there. Al doesn't let everybody do it, but I was lucky enough to be one of the guys that he allowed keep to keep my equipment there. My last comeback that I made, I didn't even have my license for part of that time. I wasn't even able to drive. Al, I don't think I would have been able to make the skates if I wasn't able to leave my equipment there. So it's little things like that, man, that that you've assisted players in the Toronto area for decades. This is my story. I know that there's many like me that have similar stories. So I, I wanted to thank you personally, my friend, for being such a big part of the hockey community in Toronto, a, a very tight-knit group that we have here, man. It's very, very special. And you are such a big part of that, Al Sinclair. 
Well, one of the uh, one of the things that was um, uh, consistent with that rink was the uh, Wexford Raiders, the, the Tier Two team, which you know John Bowler uh, ran the team. Kyle Ventura works on my real estate team. He he was with them for years. My son Brody was uh, was on Wexford Raiders. Brody. Years. And uh, they, uh, so, I mean, that was part of the culture. The kids would, if they didn't go anywhere after Europe or whatever, they would come to my skate. And a funny story was, you know, a- Anthony Stewart was doing uh, his uh, lease lunch about, uh, I guess it was about six months ago. And they were talking about beer leagues and, you know, and they were kind of making fun of beer leagues and how guys should let it go. And, and, and Anthony he says, he says, you know what? He, and the guy, well, some guy phoned in and said that he thought his league was the best around. And Anthony goes, no, no, no. He goes, the best beer league around by none, by far, is Al Sinclair's skate. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at Birchmount Arena. There's nothing comes close. He says, as a kid growing up, I would be on after with the MTHL. And I'd watch these guys, and they were so big and fast. And he said, someday I'm going to play there. Well, someday he, he played there, but he played yeah. in NHL in between. And he goes, and so the guy that was interviewing him, it was, uh, I think it was uh, Darren, uh, uh, oh, anyways, he's, he's one of the, uh, the Leaf specialists uh, yeah. for trades, et cetera. And um, he goes, uh, is that the real estate guy? And he goes, yeah. He goes, well, he sold me my house. So I got a double <laughs> shout out. I got a double shout out on the show, but uh, yeah, it, it, it's one of those where we do want to see the, the young guys get better. We want to see the guys that have made it stay healthy when they come out to my skate, whether it's in the summer, we go 52 weeks a year. We go from September to, to May 1st at Birchmount. And then we go uh, Tuesday and Thursday at Markham and Steels, which you've been out to too, Sean. We go up at Canlan Ice Sports. And, and so I get the NHL guys in, that aren't, you know, holding out or, uh, you know, injured, they come out in the summertime and then we, you know, the regular guys go throughout the season, but I want, I want the, I want the pros to stay healthy. I want the guys coming up to have a good, healthy skate. Like I get guys that come out and they go out, can I come out to your skate? And I like to call it at 20, but I'll never let a guy go home if he shows up. And so these guys will come out to the skate and, we'll go for an hour and a half and I can tell in the warm up this, this isn't going to work out. Like I'm going to have to have a chat with this guy when he, before he goes home. Cause I don't want him back. And so I, I, I said to probably more guys than I'd like to admit over the years. Uh, so how did you like the skate? And this is at the end of the skate. The they go, oh, Al, it, was, it was great. This is a really good skate. And I'm hoping they're going to say, well, look, I, I, you know, I, I'm not very good. I'm shit. I, I, I shouldn't come back. And, uh, so finally, I got to say, well, like, uh, you really didn't touch the puck at all for an hour. <laughs> and uh, so you, you, you can't come back. And they look at me like I got two heads. Like, you're telling me I can't come back to a bear, bear. And we get in a fight about it. I go, yeah, I'm the guy telling you, you're shit. You can't come back. And I've had to, I've had to run the skate like that for these, this many years. I got a lot of friends, a lot of guys, Sean, like you, that respect me and know I'm running a good show. Other guys go, who does that guy think he is? You know, he's trying to he's trying to run the Green Bay Packers at Scarborough Arena. But that's how you keep the skate going. And that's how we've kept the intensity for that many years. Like, I've got guys that say to me, like Kyle Ventura here works on my real estate team. He goes, Al, if you're not at the skate, I'm not coming out. He says it's not as intense when you're not there. Because we play to five. You got to win by two. Last game, you got to get yeah. to three. And if you're not trying, I will berate you. I will tell you. Don't friggin' come back. Like with a skate is more important than you. 
take your 20 bucks and go somewhere else. And they all get it. I had one guy and uh, he told us he played with Gretzky, but we think he played tennis with Gretzky because he, he wasn't very good. But anyways, he, he, he came out and, and I had, and you know me, I, I tell it like it is out there, Sean, I, I try to keep the skate pretty intense. And he, uh, he said to some guys in the pub afterwards, Al ruined it for me. He was too busy, you know, leaning on me, yelling at me and all that. And that's what we do. We don't embarrass guys, we, but we want to make sure they show up and they're serious about it. That guy, even though he wasn't that good, I let him skate with me for about four years till he moved back up to the suit. So we're doing something right because the guys keep coming back. And, you know, look, there's guys that have been there, played 10 times better hockey than me. They get it. They don't have to be talked to because you can't. You can't talk to them because they don't deserve that. There's a, there's, you know, there's a culture. But there's guys, yeah, you got to tell them either go somewhere else or pick your game up because the skate's not going away. That's got to be a tough, that would be like me. a tough position sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kyle, does anyone have any right to make fun of a beer league man? Well, he can yell at me all he wants because that's, that's about all that would happen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. it's, a, it's a beer league, not a beard league. That's a good growth you got going there, Kyle. Yeah, well, you should have seen it a couple months ago before I shaved it. <laughs> well, you got you got the Stanley Cup playoff beard going in uh, preseason or midseason here. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't help my skating, Al. <laughs> Al, you mentioned now. Now, now you mentioned Anthony Stewart, and like you know, one other thing I wanted to mention is it's just interesting, just seeing the growth and development of the guys that come out because you know like we we're all together for those couple hours and then we go back to our lives and i was making the comment about the two comebacks that i made well anthony stewart man he made a, he made a comeback to come to the semi pro league in quebec to join my team about 4 years ago okay and anthony was working really hard he was trying to cut some weight he joined my team in january and, you know, I said to Anthony, Anthony, like, you know, they're, they're really looking for you to be putting up some big numbers, buddy, when you get up here. You know, you got the 300 NHL games, this, that, the other. And he's like, don't worry, man. I'm skating with Al, right? Because I was already in Quebec City, right? And he's in yeah. Toronto getting prepared. I'm like, dude, they want you to come next week. And he's like, don't worry. I'm, I, I, I lit it up in Al's skate uh, yesterday. I'm going again tomorrow. Um, you, you know what I mean? So... It was just, it was like, and I was at peace because I know the, 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 the competitive of the skates and, you know, just to see Anthony participate in, in our thing, you know, his career moving on with the broadcasting, Anthony would come out anytime now. I mean, he's so busy. It's hard for him to come out, but I just love to see the growth and development of this tight knit group with everyone doing their own things. And then we could all come back and catch up and let everyone know what's going on. And I just think it's such a beautiful thing, Al. Well, he would come out to, he'd, he'd leave on a Friday. They, 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 they took him by train, like you. They took him by no, train. No, no, they, they were flying him, Al. They flew him. Okay, yeah, okay. because I ended up getting his contract last year with my comeback. So they were flying him every weekend, and he would leave on the Friday. And he would skate with me on the Monday when he got back and on the Wednesday – and he would push it hard, and he could see he was getting better and better. But the funny thing was, he'd, he'd come in, he'd like, the, the, we have 20 guys at the skate, and we have 10 guys in my dressing room, and 
10 guys in the other room, he would always come in the pro room. And Sean, you came in the pro room too. And cause I wasn't going to tell you no, but it was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, but we, I wanted to surround my guys, myself around guys that were, that were good guys to talk to Sean, just a beauty. And Anthony would sit across from me and it was like, you you see him on TV right now. We talk very candidly about, you know, about players, about hockey, about everything. And it was, and you could tell that like yourself, very easy and comfortable to talk to. He, he brings out the best in you. Um, he gets you talking. And I didn't really know if he was going to be a, a future on TV or, or radio. And, and actually nobody knew that at that time, but yeah. it sure worked out for, for him and for yourself. But it, it's funny, just sitting in a room, there's some guys that, you know, they, they sit in the corner and they, you know, they don't really engage. And then there's guys that are just very comfortable. They, they, they've got peace with themselves. They're, they're comfortable in their own skin. They know what they can say to people and what they can't. But um, no, he would come back and just tell some stories about, you know, his, his role there. But I tell you, when I watched some of the, the fights, he, we never thought of him in the NHL as being, a, you know, a, a, he was a heavyweight, but not out there to fight. And man, when people challenged him, that guy could take care of himself. It was, it was, it was nasty, some of the, the brawls he showed us, just like yourself. You know? But I remember, Sean, when you came out, and for some reason, I always want you on the wing. But you wanted to play defense, and man, you you, you got your confidence coming out to the skate, and it, you know your challenge because you're you're up against kids that are at a university or at a junior, um, yeah. or guys that you know are adults that have been haven't played that for ten years, but they still play a high level of hockey, and yeah. you could just see every skate you getting stronger and stronger, but more comfortable in that position, and it was it was good to be part of it. It was it was really good to be part of. Uh, you know, your development as a defenseman, uh, because did you play defense when you, when you played? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I was a defenseman my whole life, Al. So, so I was just told by the Sabres once I got to the London Knights that I would have a better chance of making the NHL as a winger than as a defenseman, if I was going to be the tough guy role, which is, which was absolutely correct. So I'm a natural defenseman that plays the wing. But then when I come to my place of comfort, which is your skates. For me, that's peace. That's, that's the arena. That's my safe place. That's where, that's where I have a happy time and I can enjoy myself and work out and, and be competitive and, and, and all the things that I want to be is right there, right? So that, that's when I naturally go back to defense because I'm well, so comfortable. And that's well, what we, you create, my friend. And when we saw the guys, you know, the first skate you know yeah you were getting you know back you know comfortable crossovers back and forth but then it got you, you picked it up a notch then the breakout passes then carrying then you know following the puck into the uh, slot and letting some good rippers go and it, it was uh it was good to be part of that it really it really was but you know it doesn't end when you you know become 40 um it's funny my hockey even now after york and playing in in, in europe um I, I, when I came back, someone told me when I turned 35, Al, your hockey career is just going to start. And it did. Over 35 old-timers, I don't even know what they call it anymore, but over 35 tournaments, there's one a weekend. There's, so you can go to you know two or three a month if you choose to. And it's every weekend is a championship. And you know I, I, these guys, 
they take it more serious as they get older. I've seen tournaments. There are guys that are 60 and over, 70 and over. I've seen guys in their 80s playing in these tournaments, and wow. they take hockey serious. It's, it's part of who we are. I've felt a real void in the last, you know, the last four months. We haven't been able to skate since the end of November. And yeah. it's part of who we are. I mean, you know, in our life, we've got, you know, we've got family, we've got work, and we've got health. And hockey is part of our health as hockey players, not just physically, but mentally. I tell people the best feeling I have in a week is when I walk from the arena to my car. That walk after a good skate, I feel like a new man. I feel refreshed, and I miss that. And it's hard to explain to people that don't play hockey what a release we get when we're out on the ice. I remember Red Kelly, he a Hall of Famer. He won eight Stanley Cups, four with Detroit as a defenseman. He gets traded to the Leafs and wins four as a centerman. Who does that anymore? But oh, he said really? in his Hall of Fame speech, he was an old man, older man then. He goes, the best feeling I have in, in the world, and I, my, my wife will hate me for this, is when I skate around the rink and I smell that air. He says, there's not a better feeling. And it doesn't end. Like my age right now, every time I get on the ice, it's such a rush. I, and that it hasn't gone away. And, you know, knock on wood, you know, with your health, uh, you can keep doing it. But it doesn't, it, you just don't stop one day where I'm, I'm sick of hockey, I'm not going to play. Keep going because the dressing room, the, the health, the camaraderie with the other guys, it is second to none. You can't, you can't find that in a gym. You can't find that anywhere else because most sports, you know, they end when you finish your university or pro career. Hockey, old timers, it carries on. And that's why I, I'm still running this skate because, you know, a lot of the guys that I play with aren't playing as much anymore. Um, but the new guys have come up and they've become my friends. And uh, we, we, we still, you know, keep everybody honest out there. So, Kyle, we, we still have a lot to look forward to, man. Hockey doesn't start till after 35. <laughs> Right? I can I can barely I can barely keep up now. <laughs> I'm not even thirty yet. <laughs> yeah, I'll, yeah I'll, man. I'll, I'll tell you yeah, a story. That's... I'll tell you a story, guys. I was I was at Ice Sports about three years ago, and I'm and when I played at York, the coach of U of T was Tom Watt, and he's you know he coached the Leafs. Yeah, was, I was going to say you know, Toronto Leafs coach Tom Watt. Tom Watt. So yeah, he, when, in nineteen seventy six, I was seventeen. I go to U of T and try out for the team. They were going to China that year. And um, he cuts me and he said I was too young. I wasn't mature enough, which was probably really true. And so I go back and play junior. And then that, I, I get a, a, a scholarship to Cornell, which I went down and played JV and just until, I guess, November. But they had a transfer rule. You couldn't, you, you had to sit out a full year. So that's why I couldn't play varsity hockey there. So by November, I'm getting stir crazy. I come back. I packed it all in down there. And I, I, I'm play junior the next year instead of going to U of T I go to York and so I had you know a couple of good seasons against Tom Watt at York and so I see him three years ago he's tutoring a kid coming off the ice and I'm going on the ice and he kind of looks at me and I go hi Tom he goes do I know you I said Al Sinclair York he goes York that's right who leaves U of T and goes to York I said, I did. He goes, why? I said, because you cut me. And he goes, are you still playing? I said, yeah, I'm still playing. 
You know, like it's hard to people believe you're still. I remember John Anderson, he played for the Leafs for years, number 10. He's my age. He goes into Canland, he sees my name on the board, and he says to his nephew, who's an instructor there, he calls him Mr. Uncle John. He goes, Al, my Uncle John was just in the rink here, and he asked if you were the same guy that played MTHL against him back those years. And this was, you know, AAA, I guess they call it today. And uh, yeah. John gets drafted by the Leafs. You know, he was, he was really good. And he, and he goes, yeah, that's the same guy. And he couldn't believe I was still, you know, going up and down the ice. But uh, it, it doesn't end. It doesn't just stop one day. You keep it going. And, and Sean, I'm going to keep bugging you to keep coming out, pal, because if I can do it, you'll be doing it for 30 years after me. Oh, man, you don't, you don't have to bug me to come out, but I, <laughs> I, 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 I'm coming out. But, yeah, John Anderson, um, he was actually the coach of the Chicago Wolves when I was there. Yes. We're yes, talking about right. John Anderson, the coach, right, that played for the Leafs. Um, yes. that's quite, he's quite the character, man. He knows how to have a good time, that's for sure. And he had that, he had that mustache in Pee Wee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But anyway, that, that, that's, no, that, that's, I, I really appreciate like you sharing all that type of stuff, Al, because I'm telling you what, man, like anybody that that's visited me in Toronto, that's been in the summer, like they know about the skates, they know about the program that we have, um, man, I I'm, I'm excited to get on the phone with Ryan Ludzig and telling him the idea that we came up on air on the show of what we have the Sinclair team against Team Lindros, okay? So that, we that got a lot be, of... Yeah, and you know what? That's, uh, that, I know those guys on the other side, uh, a few of them, like uh, Nick Kiprios comes out to my skate, and uh, he has been out for a while, but he skates with them still. So some of the guys are going to have to decide which side they're going to play on, but uh, it'll be, uh, that'd be fun. Well, maybe, I mean, we might have to do a draft, Al. Like, and that could be sponsored and, you know, we might have to do a draft, you know, like maybe, maybe you could have like five or six guys automatically on your side and, and Eric has five or six guys on team Lindros that are automatics. And then maybe everyone else that's kind of in the gray area, we have a little bit of a draft, my friend. Well, with the, uh, with the guys that you and I know, we'll be, uh, we'll be okay. The draft will be, which the guys that we don't have on the team, we'll have to eliminate. That'll be the draft. <laughs> oh, that's right, because there will I'll be a re, lot of players uh, to choose from. I'll refill the water bottles for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, Kyle's the honorary coach. Kyle, we want you on the ice, man. That's that's where we need you, bud. We need the character out there. I, I, I just think it'd be interesting to line up against idols like Nick Kiprios and, and stuff like that. You know, like, this is a friendly game, so there's no need to be aggressive, but tough guys always have fun at the draws, just jawing at each other and giving a little shoulder and and all that kind of stuff, and man, I, I watched Kiprios as a kid, and and I'm, I'm like I said, I'm a player, Al, but I'm a huge fan, and and I enjoy you telling these stories and dropping these names because it's so entertaining for me. I'm sure the listeners really appreciate it as well. Um, I know that when we were when I was asking you to come on the show, Al, um, it, it, first of all, it's an honor for me to have someone like you on my show, but it's also a good feeling because. It brings me back good memories just bringing up your name, my friend, just because of the program that, 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 that I'm lucky enough to be a part of that you run. So, um, again, uh, I, I just thought it would be really important for, for everyone to know just how tight-knit the Toronto community really is. 
and the characters that are involved and just seeing people progress. And we could always come back to that original place, which is the arena that we all find our happy place, right? So I really appreciate it, Al. And it will never leave because it's just too good of a thing. You know what I mean? Even with the pandemic, like nothing will be able to stop this thing. And we're going to ride that crest of the wave right till the end, my friend. Well, mental health is important. And for a lot of us hockey players, it's a big part of our mental health. So I hope with the respect we have for each other, for masks, for social distancing, we did it all summer. We did it healthy. There, I don't know of any infections in arenas. I hope the government lets us get back to what you know is normal for us um, and let us you know, we will police ourselves. We will. The arenas police us. But let us get back to the game we love. Let us get back on the ice. And I hope we can do that sometime in April because this has gone on too long and we handled it right all summer. But for our mental health and physical health, we need to get back on the ice. Yeah, we definitely need to get back on the ice. And that's a great point with the mental health on the Sheriff Podcast. You know, me and Kyle are big, big supporters of mental health awareness and just getting people aware and trying to make a difference. And during this pandemic with people being isolated and on lockdown, and we're hearing about the, the record number of domestics and, you know, spousal abuses and this and that, and all this stuff that's happening. And it, everything is really hard on everybody. And we need an outlet and, and we need the Al Sinclair skates. We need the exercise. We need to laugh. We need the air. Like you said, skating around and smelling that air that's a beautiful thing in itself and we need that as people so again Al this is never going to stop and we, we need to continue this and I, I wanted to before I let you go um, I want I want you just to tell everyone just currently you know all the stuff you got going on like the hot property thing is incredible man I've been watching you on TV very very uh, like a lot the last few weeks I, I'm finding myself seeing you and and Al you're very entertaining you're very informative um how is the the show with hot property going man the show we're, we're not doing it in the studio right now we do it um we do it on Dejaro so I'm doing yep. it from my my home my I, I got a home library so I'm doing it from there but we're going to three million people a week now and that's, uh, we're, we're run eight times, once live, but eight, three million people are watching us. Um, I have, you know, uh, 1,800 commercials on that station a month. So, so we get about 500 hits a week from that, uh, from that station. But it's, uh, it's really pop. I get a lot of calls from people thanking me for giving them the right advice so they can make the most important decision of their life, which is in real estate. I've told people to stay out of the market or get in the market at times when some of the economists are, are, are preaching the opposite. And people have said, Al, they told me, you know, 10 years ago to stay out of the market. I got in. If I didn't, I never would have got in. And thank you for that. But, yeah, we uh, we put a book out uh, a few years ago. That's done really well. It's become a bestseller. Um, you know, I'll get you a, I'll get you a free copy, Sean, for sure, buddy. I but, appreciate uh, <laughs> that. Are you going to sign it for me or what? <laughs> what are you laughing yeah. about? I, I, I want to sign copy. I, I can't believe you don't have one already, but no, the show's going well. The real estate team, I've got, you know, uh, my real estate team here. We work out of the beaches. We represent the entire GTA in Southern Ontario. It's doing very, very well. So uh, life is good. That's the Al Sinclair team you're speaking of. It's it's the Al Sinclair team. We work for Remax Hallmark. That's the, the umbrella that we work under, but the Al Sinclair team, we, uh, We've, uh, it's, you know, it's in the March, we've already done 145 sales this year. So the team is, uh, is doing well. And we've had a, we've had a lot of support from, you know, ex hockey players, 
my business has always been structured with the support of of family and friends but but hockey players have always been the base of my 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 real estate career and if you're honest with people and you you look them in the eye and you don't bullshit them you tell them the way it is then people will they'll trust you and if you're knowledgeable they'll use you and uh so yeah, it's been uh, it's been a good run, Sean. It's uh, it, no complaints there. I, I think I'll, uh, you know, if the saying goes, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I'll just uh, I'll just keep doing it a lot more. That's it, brother. And hey, man, like and the commercials, you and your beautiful wife, the team that you guys put together, man, you guys are doing so well. I just want to tell you, man, it's always good to hear it from another person. Just keep up the good work, Al. You guys are doing so good. You guys are the leaders in the industry, man. A lot of people look up to you. I see your picture everywhere, man, and 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 you're you're loved. You're a loved person right now, buddy. Trust me. So I just wanted to thank you again for coming on the show, Kyle. Did you have anything to say for this wonderful man? No, it was an absolute pleasure having you out. It was nice meeting you, and I hope one day I get to come up to Toronto and hang out with you guys in person. But this is going to be the charity event that we're setting up here, right, Kyle? I'm in. Well, Sam, and good luck with your 76ers. That looks like closest you'll have to a championship this year, Kyle. So oh, come on. <laughs> hey, oh, yeah. Don't get them started, Al. Uh-oh. Don't get them it's started, right. right? It's all it's all right. Toronto will mess up again in the playoffs like they always oh, do. Oh, <laughs> hey, th- th- there's a lot of tension right now on the Sheriff podcast, but it, it, it's good tension. It's it's competitiveness, and I love it. Well, guys, <laughs> thanks thank again, you, Al, thank for joining for the show. Me. All right. Yeah. Okay, guys, that is milestone episode number 10 with special guest Al Sinclair, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you next time. Woo! I'm a star!